Jesus name. Amen. 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 Our text coming from um, three texts this afternoon. I'm glad to, that I'm here this afternoon to be able to be here live on in Facebook and other sites today. Let me read Isaiah chapter 40 is our first verse. Uh, Isaiah 40, 21 through 31. And it reads, have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundation of the earth? It is he that sits upon the circle of the earth and the inhabitants thereof as the grasshoppers <laughs> that stretches out the heavens as a, as a curtain and spread them out as a tent to dwell in. There, that brings the prince, princes to nothing. He makes judges of the earth as vanity. Yea, they shall not be planted. Yea, they shall not be sown. Yea, earth. Uh, and he shall also blow upon them, and they shall wither. And the whirlwind shall take them away as stubble. To whom then will ye liken me? And shall I be equal, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high, and behold who has created these things that bring out those, those hosts by numbers. He calls them all by name, by the greatness of his, of his might, for that he is strong in power, not one fail. Way, say you, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God. Hallelujah. That was Isaiah chapter 40, verse 21 through 31. Our text today, our topic today, those like topics, our topic today is raised up, reeled up, and prayed up. Raised up, reeled up, and prayed up. Being a health coach in the last couple of years, I've, I have been successful. I've learned through, through tests and trials. I've learned to, uh, that we must be raised up, reeled up, and prayed up according to these scriptures we're going to use today. Hallelujah. But most of us are very busy. And we associate with, with being productive. But I found that, that everyone likes to declare a me day, a snow day, a rainy day. Every, every once in a while, you just want to get to yourself and simply slow down and sit around and read books. Read books, uh, decide not to, not to try to accomplish anything. Hallelujah. And, 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 and as humans, we become tired and need some rest. Good evening, everyone. And, and, and especially God's servant get burned out and want to throw in a towel sometimes and feel unappreciated and need something to spur them on. In our passage from Isaiah chapter 40, verse 21 through 31, I read earlier, it, it says that they might, their, their way is hidden from God and their cause are dis, dis, disregard, disregard by him. They figure that they are trouble, they're in trouble and God is not acting on their behalf. So therefore he either doesn't know, <laughs> he doesn't know, they have a problem or he's just too tired to deal with it. Well, Isaiah says and, and asked him twice, he said, do you, do you not know? Or have you not heard? Isaiah said, do you know? Or have you not heard? God now becomes weary or tired. Just look up at the stars and think about, just look up at the stars and think about the creator who knows each one by name and how much more he knows you by name. Hallelujah. <laughs> and know the situation you're facing. Our way is not hidden from God. Just as an entire ocean cannot be taken in a day. And you cannot sit on the bank of the ocean and see the whole ocean. There is a vastness to God that, that cannot, uh, 
uh, even be known a scene in the carnation of God. Uh, he's limited to, to in time and space, but God is not. So when governments and nations are unlimited, God is still on the throne and we can trust in his, uh, in his, in his ways. He will act at a proper time. Well, uh, uh, a great view of God is essential for the great hope and great energy, physical and mental fatigue have a deeper, uh, have a deeper cause in a, in a tired spirit. Frustration and dashed hope means to, we need to lift our eyes and change our focus to an everlasting God. We need to rise up and see who is over everything. We need to rise up and ask God to take over. We need to rise up and let God do, the, do everything that we need. Rise up, Isaiah 40, 21 to 31, telling our sisters to rise up. <laughs> I get a little radical sometimes. But physical and mental fatigue has a deeper cause of tired, to make our, our minds tired. But in verse 29, we must, we must mentally and physically wait for, for the Lord to intervene. And then he rises us up on the wings of eagles. And we continue in effortly to propel, hallelujah, propel by the spirit of a living God. Eagles lock their wings in a storm and allow the storm wind to lift them up and soar above the storm. That is what God is will do to us when we simply trust him during the storms of our lives. Isaiah mentioned flying, running and walking, but there are times when we need different spaces to uh, summit our problems. God knows how to get us to victory. We either rise above it, hallelujah, rise uh, run away from it, or uh, keep on walking by faith, uh, hallelujah, until we get out to where it God's help. We either got to rise up from it or run away from it or keep on walking by faith. I can today, hallelujah, sometimes I want to throw in the tongue, but I walk in by faith, hallelujah, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I, I read a story about a Southern African company who ordered a fancy printing press from the United States. But when it came, they couldn't get it to work. They finally called the company back and asked them to send a representative from the company to help them. The person they sent was a young, young man. They called back and asked the, uh, another, they want to know another experience, more experienced representative. And the company told them, said, the young man made this machine. So why don't you let him fix it for you? <laughs> God made you, so let God fix you. He know all every in, in, in and out of you. If God, God made you, he can fix whatever problem there is. Oh, help me, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. <laughs> now let us go to 1 Corinthians chapter nine. 1 Corinthians chapter nine, verse 16 through 23. 1 Corinthians chapter nine, hallelujah, 16 through 23. I'm ready today. But though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory. I have nothing to glory of. For necessity is laid up upon me. Yea, woe is it to me if I preach not the gospel. <laughs> For I do these things willingly. I have a reward. But if it against my will, a desperation of the gospel is committed to me. What is my reward then? Verily that I, when I preach the gospel, <laughs> I may make the gospel of Christ without charge and that I abuse not my power in the gospel. For though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself servant to all that I might gain the more. And to the Jews, I become a Jew. <laughs> I became a Jew and, and I might gain the Jews to them that under the law and under the law, but that I might gain them that are under the law. To them that without law as without law, 
being not without the law of God, but on the law of Christ. Hallelujah. That I might gain them that are without law. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. To the weak, because I am weak. Listen, y'all. That, that I might gain the weak. I am made all things to all men, that I may be all that means to have saved, saved some. And lastly, and this I do for the gospel's sake, uh, that I might be partakers thereof with you. So as I read 1 Corinthians uh, uh, chapter 9, verse 16 to 23, you got to be ribbed up. Not only got to be raised up, but you got to be ribbed up. Why? Amen. So how you said it, Pastor Manny? You, uh, you got to turn your attention. When you turn your attention, Paul seems to, to be a, 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 a Christian that, 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 that that's not, get, don't get tired quick. He says he compelled to preach, listen, so that he can, can't boast about it. He even preaches voluntarily. <laughs> sometimes you got to preach. Sometimes you got to pray. Sometimes you got to go with no money, even in view. Amen. He said he, he even preaches voluntarily without salary because of trust committed to him. And his reward is to get to, is to, get to preach the gospel free of charge. I've, had, I've preached the gospel free of charge. Amen. It, it said that rather than the, for the money. Because I know payday is coming after a while. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I am very radical. But when you're doing what you love and getting the results you want, would do rather you uh, to paid or not paid. Paul was in a, unique, in a unique position to be able to do the work to support himself. Well, he was a free man, but willing, hallelujah. He was willing to be a slave or servant to be able to do the work and to support himself. Well, he was a free man, amen, hallelujah, to willing to be a slave or servant, like I said again, for the cause of the gospel. Sometimes you gotta go and preach the word of God even when there's no way to, no money in sight, but God will give you double for your trouble. Amen. A divine commission. That's what I like. A divine commission, not a money attraction, was Paul's motivation for, for ministry. And he went about in the most unusual way. He was really ribbed up. And he knew that his audience and tailored his message to meet them where they were. So I am ribbed up today with the gospel of God. Rather than stiffly adhering to the Jewish practice, he ate with the Gentiles and understood their ways. He didn't teach from the law because they were unfair, unfamiliar with it. He, he was not bound by the law except the law of Christ which is to love God and your neighbor as yourself. Praise the Lord. He saw everyone as his neighbor who needed to hear the gospel. So today I, I brought a word to you ladies. You, 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 everyone is your neighbor because they need to hear the word of God. <laughs> in Antioch, he spoke to the Jews in a synagogue and, and tried to convince them that Christ fulfilled the law and was their long-desired Messiah. But, but, he, but he brought them home for lunch. He certainly didn't serve them a ham sandwich. Ha, ha, hallelujah. And luckily, y'all, he, he spoke to the pagan out under the tree by the river where they regularly met and told them of the one who true God who made all nature and loved them enough to die to save their, save their souls. And in Athens, he spoke to the Greek philosopher in, in persuasive, educated terms concerning God, eternal plan of salvation. He was not, he wasn't straddling the fence by breaking down, he was, but breaking down the fences that separated each, each generation. And every time S was divided, people thought he could hear and accept the gospel of Jesus Christ. In this way, 
He became all things. He became all things, praise the Lord. He became all things, praise the Lord, to all people. Now he could separate the essential from the non-essential in proclaiming the gospel. You, you, you might say he was a, a, a regularly flexible. He was rigid with the truth that Jesus was the only way to God. But he was flexible with the method of preaching, <laughs> presenting the truth. So you got to be flexible. Then you got to be revved up. So you got to change depending on what, what a congregation you're trying to reach. You can't preach the same sermon everywhere you go. So you got to be equipped to be able to be revved up, amen, to preach wherever God sent you. So the word morning church are trying to reach people by having a contemporary service on Saturday night, a traditional service on Sunday morning. So whether seen chorus or hymns or have a band or organ, the technique may change, but the message does not. <laughs> the gospel records 322 contacts Jesus made with people. Six was in the temple. Four was in the synagogue. And the other 122 was in the daily walks of life. How many people have you, have you met today? How many people have you met in your life? How many people have you brought to Christ? Praise the Lord. And uh, hallelujah, let me, let me get on with this. But lost people will not normally just decide to come to church. The church must first, 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 first go to get them. Well, hallelujah. I figure a way to attract them to come by having an interesting non-threatening event. I'm not sure the church sign that says turn or burn, or if you die tonight, which you go to H-E-L-L, are the right means to attract them. Charles Smith began to share in Jesus with, with the hippies on the street in California in the 60s. And eventually, many of them came to his church. The members complained that they was dirty. They were smelly. It was messing up the carpet. <laughs> and then we must have to pull up the carpet. So Brother Smith said, and this church eventually became Calvary Chapel, which has thousands of members and, and has spread all over California with many satellite churches springing from it. So Paul said he, be, he became like those not having the law, but never forgot, uh, never forgot he was under the law of Christ. So we accept the laws as they are, but we do not become like they are. No matter, no matter what, who they are, let them come as they are. They might be dirty right now. They might be smelly right now. And they might not know who you're talking about. But if they come long enough, we can always replace the carpet. We can always replace materialistic things. But we can't replace the person's heart that we brought to Christ. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We cannot go in today's world and talk about being washed in the blood of the Lamb or being redeemed or being saved without totally confusing most people. Our religious language is foreign to them. We need to relate to their world and use their language to reach them. Sometimes we got to do some ebonics to reach somebody. Sometimes we got to do a little more words to reach somebody. We got to change, amen, for the, 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 for the people that we are, are trying to meet. Apply the Christ-like perspective to what you see and hear. Don't be known for what you are against, but speak love and grace to desperate world and searching for hope. The church need to get ribbed up, not only raised up, as I said, but the church need to be ribbed up. Amen. I'm ribbed up this day. And the third part, my last point, amen, in Mark 1, 29 through 39. Mark 1, 29 through 39. And it reads, and forthwith, when they was come out of the synagogue, they entered into the house of Simeon and Andrew and James and John. 
But Simon's wife, Simon's wife, mother-in-law sick, a fever. And, um, and, and they tell him of her. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up and immediately the fever left her and she ministered to them. And at evening when the sun did set, they brought him all that was diseased and, and them that was possessed with devils. And all the city was, was gathered together at the door. And he healed many that was sick of divers diseases and cast out many devils and allowed not the devils to speak because they knew him. <laughs> and up in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into the solitary place and they prayed, hallelujah, and they prayed. And Simon and, and they were, were with him, followed after him. And when they had found him, they said to him, all men seek you. And he said to them, let us go into the next town that I may preach there also. For therefore came, came I forth. And he preached in their synagogue throughout all the Galilee and cast out devils. Hallelujah. So not only you got to be raised up like an eagle, not only you got to be revved up, amen, amen, but you got to be, hallelujah, prayed up. My third point, hallelujah. It said in Mark, Jesus had preached and then had healed the possessed man in the synagogue that morning. He had planned to go home now with Peter and Drew and have lunch. After ministering in the morning, preachers like to relax and read the rest of the day. But as soon as they walked in the door, there was a problem. Lunch wasn't ready <laughs> because Peter's mother-in-law was in the bed sick. Jesus simply walked over to her, lifted her up, and fever left her and she immediately was well. The scripture says she began once to serve them. You know how I might want to have a rest. I got a rest too. But again, a sense of duty or, the, or being needed propels us into action when we are fulfilling our purpose. Well, well, hopefully they all got a little rest that afternoon because as soon as we're fulfilling our purpose, well, hopefully all, we all got a little rest, amen, that afternoon because as soon as the sun went down and the Sabbath was over, many folks gathered outside the house bringing people to be healed by Jesus. He healed all who came to him. The scripture language says that he healed many, no matter what adjective it, it, it has in your, in your, in your uh, version of your Bible. He healed them. Many that came, he took care of it. Amen. You see, once you know the word, you are responsible to share it. What is on the inside must come on the outside to help show others, hallelujah, the way we be forgiven and released from the guilt, our shame. But we rebuke sinful acts and hold up God's standard while patiently teaching other God's people to offer to forgive them and restore them. Well, he may be been weary or even exhausted, but he heard the cry of the human need above his own. He received spiritual energy to continue the ministry. Sometimes you're tired, amen, and you don't want to go any further. But see, like sometimes you get ready, amen, to share the word of God. Well, there'll come a sense of strength. They'll come out, you'll come up and you'll be able to rise up. There comes the strength that you're able to rib up and preach the word of God. There comes the strength that you, when you are prayed up, amen, you always got to be prayed up, be ready for the word, preach the word of God. Then the scripture tell us that Jesus got up very early, a great while before daylight. And the next morning he went out in a quiet place to pray. I feel my help. 
He knew he must pray for added strength and, and for his spirit to be renewed for the day ahead. Now we, we, we know the secret. Jesus stayed prayed up when they counted power in public. You gotta bet there is twice as much prayer in private. But the story is told of an irritant church member who tried to call his pastor on Monday and just got his voicemail. And when he saw the pastor the next day, he complained and said, Pastor, Monday is my day off, he said, and I don't take calls on Monday. I just check messages when I get home for emergencies or otherwise I'll put you on a return call until the next day. So the man said, well, you know the devil never takes a day off. And to which the wise preacher replied, I know. And if I didn't, I would be just like him. If we were especially tired or exhausted, perhaps, we have been seeking solitude with God, getting away from the constant clamor of our attention. Get, uh, get a day of your sabbatical. Get you a day that you take to yourself. Get you a day that you pray to God and get ripped up and, and get prayed up so you can rise up and preach the word of God. Get somewhere and, and talk to yourself. This one, talk to God in a quiet place. I don't care what day you want, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, any day, get yourself prayed up to hear the word from God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Jesus just, just didn't, Jesus didn't just happen to find himself alone with time to pray. And you probably won't either. You must take the time to be alone with God in prayer. <laughs> and, and, and meditation and daily time in the word to hear his voice and get direction. But soon the disciples found and told Jesus that everyone was looking for him. And then he said in a strange, he said a strange thing. He said, we, we must go elsewhere to preach. But what about all those people clamoring for him to stay here? He said they had already heard the word and seen the miracles. He must stay focused on his mission. He said, this is why I have to come. He knew healing of the body was not his main mission. The body would eventually get sick again and they would die. He must make, the, make that essential life. I got to preach the word of God. There is our mission too in the members of his body, the church. God is never unaware of our situation or our need. He's able to raise up when you are tired and weary and heal you when you're sick. He gives more strength to enable you to do work to which he has called you. And he can keep the, he keep the ribbed up to enjoy finding uh, how, new ways to reach the, the, the masses. He's available at all times to hear your prayers and keep praying up and, and he will direct your path to keep your focus on the real mission to which you are called. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Bless be the word of God today. So hallelujah. The word I told you today is you need to get ribbed. You get to, need to be raised up. You need to be ribbed up and you need to be prayed up to hear the word of God.